Good morning. It is January 1st, 2021. It is a new day, a new year. And you know what that means, church? That each and every day, the mercy and the grace and the blessings of God are all fresh and new for us. And so as we look at the new year and many are looking at developing new habits and coming up with, you know, new, uh, new diets and we're going to, you know, refresh the way that we, that we handle situations and look at stuff. I, uh, I wanted to really challenge and encourage you to maybe focus at, uh, what I would say is one of the most important things that we might uh, be able to revive in our life, be able to uh, to strengthen in our life, and maybe even be able to shape and mold a little bit. Ultimately, it would be the Lord doing the molding and the shaping and the reviving and the renewal. Um, but he calls us to take part in that process. And so this is the very first episode of Sojourning, the video podcast that we're going to be doing. Uh, simply a Bible study each day but it's Bible study the way that I believe uh, it really is supposed to be, right? So when you think of Bible study, you think about a segmented period of time where you sit down with the Word of God, and that is very true. Um, but there is much in the scriptures that talk about what happens after we get up from the Bible study. Can the Bible study continue? What does it look like to live a life of godliness? What does it look like to allow the word of God to actually be applied to our lives? And that's why we're doing this episode Sojourn. And so this is technically part two or part B of a two-part daily series where each day we're reading in the word of God for 20 minutes. Out of that 20-minute reading, we're going to pick something to take and meditate on as the Bible talks about. It's literally a chewing on. It's a getting all the nutrients out of. And so instead of reading for the 20 minutes, closing the Bible, picking up and going to work or going off to wherever we might be or, or heading out to, uh, to the scheduled items that we have on our lists, instead we intentionally will grab a piece of the word from the passages that we read that day to be able to meditate on, to chew on, to think about to involve God into every area of our life for the next day and evening around this specific topic or this beginning Bible study. And so the Bible study that we're talking about is one that I hope and pray is just a springboard for you as we've talked about previously. And if you're following along with the podcast where we're reading through the passages that we have, you've downloaded maybe the, the Bible reading plan that's listed in the links below and you're following along from January 1 all the way through. We're going to read through the whole Bible in a year and the reality is that we could read through the scripture every year for our entire lives, even if you get 80, 90 years and there still will be more. Uh, to be medita meditated upon, to be chewed upon, to be thought about. And so that's why we're going to kind of re-engage this a little bit. We live in a day where Instagram reels and Facebook stories and, you know, little blurbs of Bible passages are wonderful, but more often than not, those seeds of the word of God end up sprouting up so quickly. And then all of a sudden, as the Bible talks about, they get choked out by the heat of the day and they're in rocky soil, and so there's no, no place to dig their roots down into, and they quickly wither and fade. And that, I think, is the opposite. It's the antithesis of what we really desire 
for the Lord to do in our lives through the time that we spend with him. And ultimately, I wanted to begin today, I, th- I think this is perfect for us. You know, Psalm 1 speaks about what a godly person looks like and where that godly person's delight is. And so that's going to be the question this morning that I want to start out with this, this brief study to springboard you for the day is, you need to start asking yourself today, what do I delight in? What are the things that really bring me joy and happiness? Where do I find my attention going? Where do I find um, my myself gravitating towards when it comes to my free time? What am I doing with my free time? Because that 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 outflow, the choices that we make, the things that we do, are much more uh, of a true receptor of or a true definition of what we're truly delighting in. And the Bible actually calls us to choose to delight in the best things. In fact, uh, when, when God is talking to Solomon, he actually says that Solomon asked for a lesser thing from God than his father David did. Solomon asked for the wisdom of God so that he would be able to handle all of life's circumstances that came at him. And God blessed him with that wisdom. Solomon is one of the one of the great men in the scripture, but there's a point in Solomon's life where God actually tells him you asked for a lesser thing than your father did and why? Because David's delight, his his father's delight, King David's delight, the one that wrote the book of Psalms, most of the most of the Psalms in the book of Psalms for us. His delight, his desire was that he would have a heart after God's and God blessed him with that. His heart, his delight was in the Lord and he encourages us to delight in the same thing. And so one of the passages today, the Psalm for today, we read Genesis chapters one through three and then also Psalm one, but Psalm chapter one is one of my favorites of all time. I think it's one of the Psalms that I read when I first got saved and it's one that carries me through. It reminds me, it centers me back again. And I hope and pray that maybe today, uh, if you're joining us on the first or you're joining us later on in the year, cause you're catching this video later on, it doesn't matter if it's the first or the not, wherever it is, you know, the Bible says today, if you hear my voice, do not harden in your heart in the book of Hebrews. It says, today, if God is calling you to start fresh, if God's calling you to re-evaluate your delights, then today, don't harden your heart, but turn to him. And so do that wherever, whatever day you might be finding this on. But Psalm chapter one and our reading, the very beginning of it was, blessed is the man. And we all want blessing. Come on now. You all know that. Now, some take it where the blessing we want is uh, financial gain or we want certain goods in the world. But that word blessing is really at its core, when all else is stripped away from our humanity, it's this, it's, a, it's an inward joy and fulfillment and completeness. And so that blessing is not an evil or a wrong thing to want or to be thinking about wanting uh, when, we, when we have it in its proper place. What does it mean to be blessed? It means to be content. I want to I wanna live a free free life dependent upon God. And it doesn't mean that my out circumstances are going to be everything that I hope and dream they're going to be. And you can dream it and manifest it. That is not biblical. That is not Christian. Um, The Bible is very clear that some gave their lives and they opened and closed the mouths of lions and they walked through pits of fire. But then it also said, but others were martyred for their faith and they had their heads chopped off and they were stoned and, and hanged by the foot of the fire. And so wherever your course of light is, outwardly. That's not what this blessing is talking about. David is talking about this inward uh, sense of, of placing 
this, this delighting as his next words are going to be. He says, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. And those three things alone are we could spend hours and hours on. But I wanted to focus this morning as a springboard for you to think about this verse too. But... So he says, blessed is the man who doesn't do the ungodly things or walk in the counsel of the ungodly, who doesn't stand in the path of sinners or sit in the seat of of scorners. But what does he do? His delight is in the law of the Lord. Now, this word delight is a verb. It's a choice. In fact, there are many other times in the scripture that the word actually says delight in the Lord. Uh, there's a point in the book of Song of Solomon's where uh, Song of Solomon says, "Delight in the wife of your youth." It's a, it's an actual uh, decision to turn to, to uh, enjoy. Right? You can be taking a walk and not delight in the walk until all of a sudden your senses are honed, are honed in, and all of a sudden you're looking, you're feeling the brisk air, you're seeing the leaves, right? And you begin to just delight in your walk. You're, you're seeing the things around you. You're actually present to them. I believe that that is like an accurate picture of delight. And so what this, what this is talking about, David is saying his delight, the thing that he turns to, the thing that he desires most, the thing that his senses are engaged in is the law of the Lord. And you have to realize the law as well as not even just talking about uh, the legal aspect or, you know, let's say, let's say on, on my, uh, at my funeral service, they say, well, pastor Dave was an honest man. He believed in the law of honesty. They don't really care about the law of honesty. What they believe in and what they're, what they're proclaiming is that what they love about me as pastor Dave and my, and my law of honesty, the thing that I stand by is the kind of man that that honesty made me. And so what the writer here is talking about is delighting in the law of the Lord is the law of the Lord is what we have. The word of God displays the characteristics of God. But what, what David loves about God, and we see this all throughout the Psalms and his writings and his life, is not, he doesn't focus, he allows the, the laws of God, the nature of God, the, the written commands of God to display to him the character of God. And so what he's saying is, are you de- do you delight in God? Are you delighting in the things that make God who God is? And if you don't know the word, then you don't, there's no way you can really know who God is. He's given us his Bible to do so, which is why we want to get through the word. We want to be reading consistently. We want to be in front of the word. We want to be spending time with God. And so today's action, today's nugget for you to take with you out of this short little study that we're coming out of this daily, kind of looking at the passage, honing in on something. It's this word delight. It stood out to me. And, and as we kind of continue on, maybe you can send in the things that delight to that stand out to you in the passages, but I, I thought no better word to start the year off with than this word delight and the phrase delight in the law of the Lord. And so today I want to challenge you. I want, I want you today to first take note of the things that you naturally delight in, and we all have them. Okay. For some of us, it's sitting down with the cup of coffee and the Bible on the table. And maybe that's what you delight in. And there's nothing wrong with enjoying that, right? But if you're enjoying the process of getting to the word more than you are the process of getting to God in the word, right? If, the, if, there, if you get more out of just the sitting in your single place that you love to sit to and with your nice warm cup of coffee and you're there, and that's a really great thing to do, but it never takes you beyond that 
into a relationship of depth with God where you're delighting in him, then you're only going halfway. And so I want you to take note of that. We all have those things, right? I, I can, you, have, you see the, the surfboard out there. I can delight in a new surfboard. I can admire it. I can look at it. I can ride it. I can feel the way that it rides on the waves and the different kind of feeling that it gives me. That's, that's something I can go and delight in. And I do sometimes. And I have to check that and go, wait a minute. Is there a greater delight for me today? Is there, a, is there something that I want to delight in more than I am in this surfboard? And I don't think there's anything wrong with having other delights. In fact, I think the Bible calls us to, right? Uh, if, if the Bible calls us to delight in the wife of our youth and you're a married man, the Bible literally calls you to learn to delight more in your wife, to turn on a consistent basis towards your wife and admire her and satisfy yourself in her and to love her. But the, the greatest delight that we can have the thing that this, this writer is calling us to, that David is saying, the, the, God, the blessed man, the God, blessed godly man is the one that delights in who God is. And maybe that is where we need to start. Maybe that's the thing that's going to carry us through all year round, right? Because let's be honest, most of the things that we start in the beginning of January all fade off within a month or two because life kicks back in, in again. We get used to the same, the same routines, the same things that we have. And all of a sudden, before we know it, we're four weeks behind our reading plan. And the reality is to get back on the horse, we're halfway through and we go, I'll wait until next year. I wonder if maybe today you start by just spending time with the Lord this, this, this day and this evening coming up, and you literally are just saying, Lord, I want to desire the greater things. I want to desire you. And so in the times that I'm not going to feel that this year, in the times that I'm not going to want that this year, Lord, I'm just asking, I'm begging of you to shape that into my heart, Lord. I want you above all else. I want to delight in you. Will you show me what it looks like to delight in you, First and foremost, above all else, this word delight is a verb, it's an action, it's a turning to, and you've already in many ways begun by beginning with watching this video. Maybe you've already started the reading process. You've already begun to turn yourself towards delighting in the Lord and the amazing thing about our God is that he's inexhaustible as well. So one of his characteristics is that you'll never not have things to delight in about God. It, you'll, you'll never, if you find yourself getting bored, that's something going on in your mind and your heart. Not that God is like lacking in some special charisma. It's, it's our problem at that point. If he's inexhaustible and we're going to spend eternity getting to know more and more about him, he's, inex he's, he's un searchable completely and fully. You'll never be without um, without content, without learnings, without characters to be dwelling upon and thinking about and delighting in. And so I want to leave you with that today. What is your delight in? Where are the things that you currently, we all delight in something. You're always turning your attention and your time and your focus. And sometimes we don't even realize it because we just get so used to our habits. And after st spending some time and seeing that, just say, Lord, will you show me like where, where do I spend my time? 
just show me, like just show me and convict me. Don't make me feel guilty, Lord, but just convict me. Let me hear your still small voice saying, Dave, I'm here. I'm here. Your words, my words right there on the table. Most of the world, this stuff is illegal. It's illegal to have a Bible like this on my desk right now. You're here. I want to speak to you. I'm, I'm present with you. I'm, I've, I've made my dwelling place in you by my spirit. Will you just turn to me? Convict my heart of those times, Lord, and then give me the strength that I need to make the right decision, to choose the verb of delighting, to turning and delighting in you. At the end of the evening, I can sit with my wife and watch a TV show, but I'm not delighting in her. At the end of the night, I can sit with my wife watching a TV show, but all of my senses are not paying attention to the TV. They're more so looking at my wife and thinking about my wife and beginning conversation with my wife and to engage my wife in intellect and in heart and in spirit. And the Bible calls us to do that with the law of God, the character of God, God himself. And we does that through the word of God. And that is where the 20 in the word needs to begin. It's what is your, what is the nature of your heart? Is your heart as, as Jesus talks about in the gospels, is your heart, the soil of your heart prepared to be able to receive the seeds of the word of God into your life? And do you have the nutrients and the water and, and, the, and the firm, uh, you know, deep soil that roots are able to establish in and begin to grow? Because then and only then will you really see the fruit of the Christian life, the fruit of knowing God and delighting in God and being then like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf will not wither and whatever he does will not prosper. That does not come by reading a random verse that somebody put a picture up on Facebook or on Instagram or on YouTube. You, you know, hear, hear, hear a quick little sermon. The tree growing is a process. It's you delighting in God beyond your time of being in the word. It's meditating, it's chewing on. And we're gonna talk about that chewing later on in there. But I want you to be just begin with today's where is your delight? acknowledge where it is. I heard it most recently said, you know, uh, your sin is already naked before God. You, he already knows all of your sin. So when you find it out, when you know that you have something you need to deal with, just deal with it. Like don't try to cover it back up again. It's already, unco it's been uncovered. You're just seeing it for the first time. So just deal with it where it is. It's the same thing. If you're finding that your delight is in things that you ought not to be delighting in, then turn your affections, turn your heart, get down on your knees and say, Lord, I want you more than my phone. I want you more than the TV in the evening. I want you more than my crazy random podcast that just gets me going emotionally in the morning. I want you, God, will you, will you be my delight? And the Bible says that as we draw near to him, he promises that he will draw near to us. And so there's my 20-minute mark. We're coming up on it. But what do you delight in? What are you currently delighting in? And then begin to turn your delight, even if it's just a trial, right? Even if you're like, yeah, right, whatever, Pastor Dave. Just give it, just say, you know what? For the next week, I want to fully delight in you, God. When you get a taste, it's hard to forget what that tasted like. You know, you had like some real good ice cream, 
and then you try these other different places and it's just not the same until you get that ice cream again. When you begin to delight and taste what delight in the Lord looks like and tastes like and smells like and feels like in your life, you won't want anything else. So finish out with me here. I wanted to encourage you as you head out, as I head out, spend the day meditating on chewing on the word of God. And uh, and Lord willing, I will see you tomorrow for Genesis chapters four to seven and Psalm chapter two. God bless you. Delight in the best things available for us to delight in church. I love you. Thank you so much for joining me. This is going to be fun. I'm excited. I'm excited.